Welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. My name is Jason Sacco and I'm your host. As a 35 plus year spondy, I'm looking to use this show to bring the spondy community closer. I'll give my lifelong battle with AS to you. That includes triumphs, tragedies, and lessons. So sit back, enjoy, and know you are not alone. Hello, welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. Can you believe that this is almost the end of 2019? Man, this year has just flown by. It's been a really, really interesting year for me uh, from the great highs and everything of dealing with uh, this show, the great numbers that have come in and the positive feedback I've gotten from everybody about liking the show to going from highs like that down to dealing with the passing of my father in August and the whole dynamic that created for me. I know I'm grateful for the 70, almost 75 years that I that he was around and uh, he was here for me. So that was fantastic. But not going to lie, it still stinks to, you know, want to call him. And even though he didn't have ankylosing spondylitis, he and my stepmother listened to all these episodes and were two of my biggest cheerleaders for these episodes. So fantastic to know the years that I had with him. So with that, onto the show. Now, for the question of the week, this is going to be a little bit different because I happen to be online and I saw a posting from a fellow AS person in Australia named Tiran Brownlee. And Tiran posted an article. Now, I'm going to butcher this, so I, up front, I apologize. But it is from the Jinhua.net, and I'll have a link to it, so don't try to write any of this down. It was dated December 7th, 2019. And it says, scientists uncover potential new cure of bamboo spine, otherwise known as ankylosing spondylitis. So here in Taipei, a team of scientists from Taiwan uncovered how the human gene HLA-B27 triggered ankylosing spondylitis, which might lead to symptoms of bamboo spine, leading them to find a promising new cure for the disease. Can you believe that? The words ankylosing spondylitis and potential promising cure don't even seem like they should be in the same paragraph. So a collaborated research team led by Dr. Lin Kuo with Genomics Research Center of the Academia Sinica in Taiwan announced Friday they found the gene HLA-B27 triggers a miscoding protein response and then a series of abnormal signal transductions, which eventually causes an isosome called tissue non-specific alkaline phosphate, TNAP, to be highly activated. The elevated TNAP was demonstrated to be the cause of bone-like cell formation around a person's spine, the research team said in a press release. So that's the extent of the article I'm going to read. There will be a link in the show notes to it, and I would encourage everybody to read it. It really caught my eye because farther down you'll see that researchers have found that two existing medicines that are already out there to treat items may be a possible uh, cure for ankylosing spondylitis. So they may have stumbled across something as they look at this. We don't know. It's from China. It's not anything that's apparently maybe cleared through the FDA. So it could be years and years and decades away. We I don't know, but it's definitely an interesting article to read. So I hope you all go out and read that article and I'll have a link to it there. Now, on to the main topic of today. This week, as I was looking through some ideas about what to do for this show, I happened to be going through a, one of the ankylosing spondylitis forums online, 
and I saw some people talking about, you know, man, I hate it when somebody says this, or I hate it when somebody says that in relation to, oh, my back is bad, or yeah, I had AS, but I cured it, you know. People say the craziest things to you. I generally like to think the best of people and that they aren't trying to be mean or or be off-putting. They're generally trying to be helpful. They just don't realize they're not being helpful. They're actually being pain in the rear sometimes. So I happen to come across this article by Ricky White. That name sounds familiar. I did an interview with Ricky a few months back for the show. He has ankylosing spondylitis. In the last episode, we talked about his book called Taking Charge, Making Your Healthcare Appointments Work for You. So the article that I came across was in Healthline. And again, I'll have a link in the show notes to this. So don't worry about copying it down. It's called Five Things I'm Tired of Hearing About Ankylosing Spondylitis. We all know that unless you have ankylosing spondylitis, you're never going to know what it's like You might have people that can be somewhat empathetic, but they're just never going to quite get it. And they shouldn't because they don't have it. So as I looked at these different things Ricky wrote about, I thought I wanted to kind of take the article and go through it and and bring my perspective to it. And hopefully that helps you guys maybe bring a smile to your face, maybe make you shake your head and say, yep, I know people like that. But I walk hunched over. I walk with a cane, as I've said before. I I tell everybody that I I can tell you exactly what's going on on the floor in front of my feet because that's where I look. I don't walk standing straight up. Number one, Ricky says, is how's your back today? I get that question a lot. You know, everybody will say, yep, I had a bad back or I had this. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to take away your issues. You might have pulled a muscle. You might have done something. It could have been quite severe and you had back surgery. I I don't know. So I'm not going to take away from anything you've dealt with. But don't try to minimize what I deal with. For myself and most of us that have ankylosing spondylitis, it is motor function. It's actually our pain is deep down in the, the bone of the spine, the rib cages, shoulder blade, the neck all of it. So it all comes into play for us. And it's a different type of pain than the person that pulled their back muscle and took an ibuprofen or something and, you know, hot shower and they they felt better in a couple days. So for us, AS can be systemic. I always equate if you took all of the ankylosing spondylitis symptoms and put them on like a Rubik's cube, you could twist it up and then choose a side, and that's going to be maybe the pain that I have that day. It's nothing that ever lines up. We never solve this Rubik's Cube of pain. Sometimes my back is fine, but, you know, I have a lot of pain in my left leg because of my neuropathy. Sometimes my neck is killing me. You know, we can have pain in every joint, everywhere there's ligament. AS doesn't discriminate. It attacks anywhere it wants. And so all of us are going to have pain in some fashion, Uh, But we're never all going to have the same pain. We're now all going to have the same symptoms. Ricky lays it out really well, and you all can very well know when you're in pain, what's in pain, and how it affects you. So, But again, you're going to hear people say, how's your back today? Mine was sore yesterday, so forth. Number two, fatigue. He says, yeah, I used to get tired a lot too. I can certainly, he talks about this as says, Tired is different than fatigue, even though the dictionary says they are synonymous. If you're tired, you can go take a nap, you can go get a full night's sleep, whatever it might be, and wake up refreshed, feel great, and away, take off with your day. With ankylosing spondylitis, we deal with the fatigue, which is just the 24-hour-a-day grind our body is doing against us to fight any inflammation. And that fatigue works itself out in 
terrible sleep patterns. It could be, fall, you know, you might only get two or three hours worth of sleep in a bed. They need to go in a recliner for a couple hours, then back in the bed. So you never get that that solid night's sleep that you need. So there's all sorts of ways that this fatigue comes out. And it could be that, you know, I know for myself, when I was working a full-time job, come two or three o'clock in the afternoon, there's some days when just staying awake was almost impossible for me. And people would not understand why I was so tired. And here I'm using tired and fatigued synonymously, but it was not that I was tired and not getting a, a good night's sleep being that I was staying up and partying or something like that. It was all based around this constant, never-ending inflammation battle that was going on in my body. And for many of those years, I was on no medication besides Celebrex, which did very little to minimize it. So yes, we have fatigue. It's much different than tired. All of us deal with it. So if somebody comes up and says, oh yeah, I, I, I get fatigued as well. Just, you know, roll your eyes, nod your head, thank them, say you understand, whatever, and, and move on. Number three, you've been fine all day. Why do you need to sit down now? Well, in my case, I, again, I walk with a cane, so I sit a lot of the day, but I need to get up and move to keep that activity level going. So there's many times where, for those of you who don't work a, a sitting type job like I had, you'd go and go and go all day, or a mother chasing kids, or a dad chasing kids, or any of that. You go, go, go all day, and you hit that wall where it's like, my body can't do anymore. It, it's done. I have to sit down. I have to rest. I have to get off my feet. I have to give my shoulders a break, my back, my hips, whatever it is. You need to be able to to take that time for you and sit down. And if the people don't understand it, you know, they don't understand that you've overdone it. You know, that's unfortunately something they're going to have to deal with. But yeah, somebody that is quote unquote normal, you know, they're going to look at you and say, I still got a lot of gas in my tank to go. Let's let's do this. Let's go hiking. Let's do this. Let's do that. A lot of times don't understand where we just hit a certain point and we're done. Where that played out for me a lot of times was in social activities. I'd wake up in the morning. By the time I took my shower, my meds were kicking in and somebody would say, hey, you want to go out and do something tonight after work? Well, at that point in time, it sounded fantastic and I was good to go and felt good and was happy to go. Fast forward to 4.35 o'clock in the afternoon, and I felt like a train had just hit me. I was beat up, exhausted, fatigue had kicked in, uh, medicine might have worn off to a degree, and my body just said, no, you're done. Well, then I would have to tell that person, I'm sorry, I can't go tonight. They'd be like, well, you were fine this morning, you know? What do you mean you can't do this? I have to say, many people didn't understand that, but I had a couple of really good friends that completely got it and were very, very accommodating and making sure that if I wanted to go somewhere after work, they would make sure to maybe drive so that they could drop me off at the front of the place, like say a restaurant for dinner or something. They would drop me off at the front, then they would go park and come back. And so those folks were always fantastic and and were great to deal with. And, you know, it's people like that that make you still want to be able to get out even and try to fight through the fight through the pain and have some social life, even though many nights I still didn't want to. Number four, have you tried? This is my absolute favorite one because it just lets all the things come just rolling out. 
have you tried bee stings? Have you tried ant bites? Have you tried this? Have you tried this spice? Have you tried that? It's just crazy the things that get thrown out at you. And some I've tried, some they didn't work. Some I have no intentions of trying because I've found a medication that works for me. You might want to try it holistically. I entirely support you trying to treat yourself any way you want, but don't tell me that I'm wrong for the way I treat it, and I won't tell you you're wrong for the way you treat yourself. So again, it's all sorts of crazy stuff that from legal to illegal that people will tell you. They could be go to chiropractors. This is a big one, and chiropractors might work for some folks that have little to no fusing, but they're not folks with ankylosing spondylitis are told to stay away from chiropractors because the manipulation can cause damage. With my fused spine, a chiropractor would be, in most cases, nuts to even consider working on me, but I don't go to one. So, you know, that raises a lot of issues on the board. So, you know, if you have had luck with it, and your chiropractor works for you, that's great. But don't tell me or generally everybody else that they they need to do that. Everybody needs to choose what's applicable for themselves. You know, same thing with diets or supplements or anything else. You know, again, you can thank the people for their help, file it under the get rid of, or it might be something that interests you and you run across somebody that's really got some good further data and ideas for you to look at. So, Even though the have you tried might be negatives a lot to you, it doesn't mean you're not going to uncover a nugget in there that really turns out to be something that's that's helpful. So just make sure that when you look at that, especially for the person, and, and Ricky puts this great, it's thank you for trying to help. It's kind of you, but please don't insult my intelligence or my team of doctors by insisting I try your magic beans. With that said, you're going to have to learn how to deal with the folks as they come up. And many times, again, it's they're not meaning anything negative by it, but you know what's best for you. Your doctors know what's best for you. So deal with that. And, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Number five, you don't look like you're in pain. That's one we get all the time. At least I know I do. And I walk hunched over on a cane. You know, the article says, you're probably trying to compliment me. I get it, but often it feels like you're insinuating I'm lying about my pain levels. When you're in pain every single day, you get used to not showing it. I know I do. I like to think that my threshold for pain is extremely high because I've spent so many years masking what I deal with. And many of you are, most of you are going to be like that as well. You all mask these huge levels of pain so that everybody around you thinks that you're okay. Sometimes I just want to look in the mirror and not be reminded of the turmoil and torture inside. Occasionally, I just need to pretend to be, quote unquote, normal so I can cope. I've been there. It goes back to the same thing where you want to go out with your friends. You want to feel like you're being a good spouse or being the best father or mother to your kids and not feeling like you're letting them down because you can't run to the park with them. It covers everything. And we as people with ankylosing spondylitis and many other chronic illnesses, we beat ourselves up enough trying to limit what everybody else sees so that I think a lot of us get wound tight. Everybody's going to be different. I know sometimes when I hear that, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. You know, again, I, I like to think that people are not saying this to be mean. I like to think that they're doing it to try and compliment me. But many times I take it as a backhanded 
insult. So what's the takeaway with all this? It's easy to get frustrated and annoyed by suggestions, comments, questions that we encounter daily. But we have to sometimes learn to turn a cheek. Anyone says uh, one of the above to you. So anyway, I'm going to shut this off now, stop rambling, and just know that there'll be a link to this article in the show notes as well as the article I read for our question of the week. And I hope you all have a wonderful end of 2019. I look forward to going into 2020 with everybody. It's been great to hear from everybody. So don't hesitate to reach out to me via the Ankylosing Spondylitis Facebook page or the Ankylosing Spondylitis podcast Instagram page. I love hearing from everybody and you guys have a wonderful day.